Welcome to the From Battle to Business podcast. In this podcast, business coach and fellow veteran Dean Van Dyke will bridge the gap between service and civilian life, helping guide veteran business owners to supercharge their business and unlock hidden profits. You wouldn't go into battle alone, and now you don't have to in business. Let's get to it. Well, welcome back. This is From Battle to Business with your host, Dean Van Dyke. And today I'd like to welcome Brandon Leibowitz. Brandon runs and operates SEO Optimizers since 2007. It's a digital marketing company that focuses on helping small and medium-sized businesses get more online traffic, which in turn converts into clients and sales and leads. Welcome, Brandon. Thank you for having me on. Absolutely. Absolutely. So tell us about yourself and SEO Optimizers. I've been involved with digital marketing since 2007, kind of just fell into it, got my degree in business marketing. And after I graduated from school, the first job I got out of college was helping a company out with their digital marketing. And I didn't really know much about digital. They said, don't worry, we don't know much either. We'll learn alongside with you, which I thought was kind of interesting. So decided to take that job and I was helping them out with their SEO, doing social media, helping out with paid ads, doing email marketing and kind of doing it all and just realized back then that everyone's probably gonna have a website in the future and everything I mentioned works to get traffic, but SEO is just a way to get free traffic. So mm-hmm. thought, why spend money on ads if we could get up there for free and never turn back. Worked at different advertising agencies over the years as the director of SEO and before work or after work and on my lunch breaks, I'd work on my own company and <laughs> built that up to where I was able to eventually quit my job and focus solely on this and been doing that ever since. Nice. Congratulations. So I know that, you know, there's business owners talk about SEO and it's, it's, you know, from, from a non expert like yourself, it's a little bit tough, but uh, to understand it, but what, what's a common myth that business owners have about SEO and how it works? Usually maybe not a myth. Well, they just don't know that backlinks are what ranks websites. So if you, I guess the myth would be like going in and putting keywords all over your website is going to rank you and Google doesn't care what keywords you put on the website because they don't really trust anybody. You have to build up that trust. And the way to build trust is by getting what are called backlinks. You got to have other websites talk about you. The more websites that talk about you, the more trust Google gives to you. Mm-hmm. And then Google will let, look at those keywords on your website to figure out what keywords to rank you for. But if you don't build backlinks, they're not going to trust you. And that's probably one of the most important things that people either don't know, don't know about, or if they build the wrong type of backlinks, instead of ranking higher, you actually drop down in ranking. So a backlink would be a clickable link from another website that points to yours. Like, for example, if you're reading an article on, let's say, the newyorktimes.com, and in there it says Brandon Leibowitz, and you click on that, and it goes to my website, I would then be getting a backlink from newyorktimes.com. So the more websites that talk about you, the more trust you're going to get from Google. Wow. So how does, so with the backlinks, uh, that sounds pretty important, obviously to, to rank, uh, how does a business owner, uh, work to achieve those backlinks? Uh, there are a lot of different ways to build backlinks. The best way is probably look at your competitors backlinks. So there's tools that will let me look at anyone's backlinks. I could see your backlinks. You could see my backlinks and one by one, I would go after all the backlinks that are pointing to your website because if my if someone's linking out to you, they probably link out to me since we're both in the same industry. So there's tools you have to pay for them; they're not free, unfortunately. But 
They really help out a lot. The bigger ones are called Ahrefs or Moz or SEMrush. Mm. You have to pay, but they are definitely worth their value because they'll show you any website's backlinks. And then one by one, you start looking through those websites and trying to figure out how did my competitor get on this website? Oh, they did a article. They wrote a blog for them or they were interviewed or they gave a product away as a sample or maybe they joined like a chamber of commerce or the BBB or whatever it may be. But you get ideas. Maybe they're on Yelp and Yelp will give you a backlink. So it's all about just trying to kind of reverse engineer what your competitors are doing using those tools. And that's really going to be the safest, best way to go about it. But it's not in a numbers game. So in the past, it was the more backlinks you had, the higher you'd rank. Now it's not the number of backlinks. It's the number of quality backlinks. So what is a quality backlink to Google? A quality backlink just means it comes from a website that's related to you. So let's say, for example, you're a doctor and you're getting a backlink from a restaurant that looks a little strange. Like why is a restaurant Mm -hmm. linking out to a doctor? But if you're a doctor and you're getting a backlink from another website about health and wellness and medicine, that's what Google wants to see. So relevancy is really important. And then authoritativeness, how popular or how big is this website? If I gave you a backlink, it would be good, but it's not the same quality as like a Forbes or Washington Post or Wall Street Journal or Huffington Post or Wikipedia. So the bigger the website, the more SEO value and the more relevant it is, the better it's going to be. So when I see a lot of articles coming like out of entrepreneur.com and and how they, um, you know, it references the author and it links into their website and things like that. So that would be a higher value backlink, something like that. Yeah, the bigger the website, the more value it passes on. But entrepreneurs, it's just a generic website. It's not really about a specific topic. So relevancy is a little bit more important. Try to find niche-related sites. But entrepreneur is definitely a good one because it's so big that it passes a lot lot of trust because Google assumes that entrepreneurs are not just going to link out to anybody. They're going to link out to credible, reputable people. So that's where those trust kind of signals come from. Now, with those trust signals, so obviously, like the Wall Street Journal you mentioned, Washington Post, things like that, that to Google is equates trust in how it's linking to your website, or how does that trust get built, I guess? Yeah, it's like a vote. That website is voting for you. So they're saying, uh-huh. yeah, so the more websites that link to you, it's kind of like a vote saying, hey, we trust you. Google's like, okay, if entrepreneur is linking to you, you probably are a real website because entrepreneur won't link out to like a spammy pharmaceutical type of pornography kind of website. Hopefully, you never Hopefully know. Not. That's what Google assumes. So they trust what they're linking out to as a reputable website that potentially could be ranked in the search results in Google. Okay. That makes okay, that makes sense, I think. Um no. Uh so what do you think about so website sales and leads? What's uh, in a, what's a typical strategy that you use with the client to help them grow the the website sales and leads? Because obviously having a website, one of the key things business owners love to do is make sales via that website. So what's, what's a two or three strategies a business owner could, uh, could execute? That one is where I could rank you or on Google using mm-hmm. SEO, get you all this traffic, but if your website's not really optimized for conversions, then it's probably not going to get you those sales or leads or phone calls. 
same like running paid ads or doing social media, you're sending traffic to your website. If it's not optimized, you're kind of just throwing that money away. So you got to really just try to stream, like simplify things, especially nowadays, everything is really on mobile. Everything mm-hmm. is shifted towards mobile. So less is better. Not having a cluttered website with lots of options and making sure it looks good on mobile. It's easy to navigate. You can quickly find what you're looking for. You don't have to scroll or swipe a lot to find a call to action or a form or an email address or a phone number or whatever it is, because most people don't really scroll. So you have to have everything above the fold. So whatever you see on a screen, that's above the fold. Mm-hmm. Below that is below the fold. And majority of people don't scroll down or swipe down. So you have to have all the really pertinent, strong information, call to action kind of at the top. <clears throat> and then below that, you could have all this text and like other stuff at the top. Just have like maybe a couple bullet points, a video, a value proposition that says what's in it for me, like what are the mm-hmm. benefits I'm going to get from using your product or service, and then a call to action and testing because there's no perfect website. So all this stuff I said might not work for you. And that's where you got to test and do A-B testing where half the people get sent one version of your website, half the people get sent another version when they go to your website. And there's tools like Google Optimizely or A-B test that are free. And we'll let you do that. And then you could see what gets more conversions. And then you can figure out, all right, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should move the phone number up a couple inches, or maybe I should change the color of the phone number. And does this get more clicks, less clicks? And if it works, great. Test that again against something else and keep testing. And if it doesn't work, then throw it back the old way and then test something out and keep testing because really there is no perfect website. Well, that's uh, so one of the things you started to talk about, um, everything's going mobile and that, I mean, you know, we're within the mobile, uh, you know, everyone has a mobile phone for the most part or iPad. So what are some of the other trends that you're seeing in digital marketing today that uh, folks may not be aware of? Yeah, I mean, most are kind of like mobile is definitely such a big one and it's not going to slow down anytime soon because that's just connecting everybody now. Mm -hmm. Desktop, laptops, computers. They have a higher barrier to entry. Nowadays, people just throw away old cell phones that are, someone might throw away an old iPhone 10 and someone grabs that and picks it up and sell it and now connect online. You could, there's Wi-Fi everywhere. So mobile is connecting everybody globally. So much more and the more people that use it, the more connected. And so just making sure it looks good on mobile, it loads quickly, maybe have a more trimmed down version of your website on mobile. So it's not everything that you have on desktop because desktop, you could have a lot more you sure. pop-ups and things like that, but mobile pop-ups and things like that don't really look that good. And I want to stay away from stuff like that, but and it's all about testing. Maybe it works for your audience. Maybe it doesn't, but video is another big one. That's not slowing down anytime soon. And everything is really shifted towards video, like visual content. People's mm-hmm. attention spans are very short. So you can create some video content and that usually works really well. If you look at like Instagram, it's primarily videos. Mm-hmm. TikTok is all videos, all social media now allows video like Twitter, Pinterest. You can post videos. So, and Google owns YouTube. So, Google's going to push YouTube as much as they can. That's really the main video platform that you should be focused on. Everything else is good, but YouTube is not going to go anywhere anytime soon. All other ones are social media, which might disappear. But as long as Google runs search where people use Google, when you search on Google, sometimes videos appear in the search results. And 90% of the time, those videos are going to be YouTube because Google's not going to promote Facebook or Instagram, or sometimes you might see like TikTok or all all the ones I mentioned, but not often because Google wants to 
make more money. And the only thing that anytime you watch a YouTube video, what's the first thing that happens? There's always an advertisement. So mm-hmm. YouTube is making money, which is really Google making money. And that's how Google makes all their money through paid ads. So they're going to push those ads as much as they can, no matter how you have to watch an ad. If you don't click on an ad on Google, but you click on a YouTube video, they're going to make some money still. Oh, yeah. That's, I mean, it's like today I clicked on a website uh, with Valentine's Day coming up and thinking of my bride. I was, I hit the website, but the first thing that popped up was, Hey, do you want to subscribe to my newsletter? I'm like, No, I don't. So that's, and that was on my phone. So that was a little bit of an annoyance is to see that. Uh, but I completely understand the call to action and, and, you know, having a one that, um, you know, that grabs people in and, and, they take action against it. But I know that there's some that are out there that are just, you know, you hit the website for the first time and you're like, I don't want the pop-ups and it's pretty frustrating, but well, I would agree. Video is not going anywhere anytime soon. In fact, it's continuing to grow. And I know the, you're right. You search for a video today. I, I searched for a video yesterday and everything came up YouTube. I mean, there was not one video you know, tied to a website or anything like that. It was all YouTube that came up. So a very important piece of advice from you. So jumping into a little bit about you. So what do you think would, is your favorite productivity hack? I try to streamline as much as possible, but there's like a website called Zapier that helps automate a lot of stuff. So it's like cross-promoting social media and blog posts. So like if you post on your blog, you could have it automatically update Facebook and Twitter and Pinterest and LinkedIn and all these platforms. And you could automate all that with Zapier. It's free. There's a paid version, but the free one is sufficient or it lets you do like a hundred actions per month. So as long as you're not doing too much, then the free one's going to save a lot of time. And also you could cross promote social media. So anytime you post on like Instagram, a video, you could have that Instagram video automatically go to like YouTube to Facebook to Twitter to your own website to pretty much everywhere. So it cross promotes it and tries to just tap into as much visibility and traffic as possible. So instead of just posting on one site, it just kind of goes everywhere and it saves wow. a lot of time from manually posting. That one's a really great tool. I love. So just so tell us a little bit more about so I know about Zapier. In fact, I just created a zap yesterday to grab things off my Google calendar and pull it into my Outlook calendar. And so I I don't use it to the extent that you do the way it sounds. Uh, but tell us a little bit more about um, it sounded like you could post to Instagram, but then use the Zapier to pull it into different other different platforms. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You could use it to cross promote it. So you tell, I mean, you have to set what are called zaps up and they can mm-hmm. help set them up for you for free too, which is pretty nice. And then, and you set up all, whatever you want to do, you create all these different rules, but mine essentially are, from I post on Instagram is like my main social. And then from Instagram, it automatically posts to Facebook, to Twitter, to YouTube, to LinkedIn, to Pinterest, post to my own website. It goes kind of everywhere. You can post it to Reddit. You could do all these different rules and set all these different settings up and parameters. And it saves a ton of time. I can't imagine just make it just doing all those manual posts. That's that I can't imagine the amount of time that that would just eat away and um, <clears throat> wow. So it sounds like Zapier's a, or Zap, that's right. That's what they call the, the hooks that you create. Um, mm. so 
from a professional mentor perspective, who do you, who has been your most important professional mentor along the way? I would say hmm, had a few, but one guy named Alan's been really helpful, and he's been someone that I just met randomly. We bartered for he would help me out with building a website because I didn't know how to build a website in 2007 and I would do his SEO and he's always helped me out and given me advice over the years, but definitely recommend getting a mentor no matter what, because they really help out. And I teach classes at a bunch of different places and score is a website or Mm -hmm. a place that offers free mentorship. So I teach classes at score.org but I found out that they offer mentors. And nowadays, since everything's virtual, you don't have to be or go to a physical location. So anyone that's listening to this, they could go to score.org and they don't have a mentor. They could find one there for free. And that really helps tremendously, saves you a lot of time and headaches. You could learn from their mistakes and and learn from what's worked from them and incorporate what's worked into your business and avoid what hasn't worked and saves you a lot of time and headaches. That's true. Score.org. I mean, that's a it's backed by the Small Business Administration, and it is—it's a great organization. And I, I used to be a mentor for Score as well, and so I know the power of of what they could do. Um, so when you think about um, the path that you've been on, and and uh, you know, a lot of folks they do a lot of reading and things like that. You know, what are three books you'd recommend, and why? I would say, well, for marketing one that's taught me a lot was always be testing mm-hmm. so like i was talking about earlier the a b testing didn't really realize the importance of that until a few years of doing seo i was like wait getting traffic is just half the i mean seo is getting traffic which is what i'm supposed to do but that's not a means to an end for a business owner they want sales they don't care about traffic traffic is great but it doesn't do much just like social media you get a bunch of followers but if they're not converting, it doesn't do much. So got to get them to convert. And that's why I've learned with that A-B testing or always be testing book. That one is a really good one for digital marketing in general. doesn't have to be for SEO, but another one that I'm reading right now is The Power of Now. Just staying in the moment. doesn't really have much to do with SEO, but just trying to be in the moment, be present and not try to think too much in the future or get stuck in the past and definitely could help out if you're working and you're thinking about other things too. So I guess I could tie into just everything in life, just try to be present. Absolutely. The power of now is, I mean, that's a good book. I mean, it, uh, the, you know, just staying present because a lot of folks deal with, you know, different things and, and they forget to be present in, in what they're experiencing. So it's, that's, that's a great suggestion. Um, so what another, um, lightning around question, I guess, is what's your th- three favorite movies and why? I don't know if they count for movies, but I like skateboarding movies. So love skateboarding. Okay. So yeah, love skateboarding videos. And that's always been my passion. So I don't know if that would count, but I love this one's fully flared. And that one was a really cool skateboarding video because they had like Spike Jones directing it. And they put all these like oh, extra, wow. like above and beyond, like, explosives and like crazy stuff where people like do some tricks down some stairs and then they like blow them up right behind them. And they went pretty big on that one. And then like the, maybe like the Godfather. So it was a classic. Good one. That's a classic. Yeah, it is. That and 
like casino so maybe more like the gangster yeah. kind of style yeah there you really go interesting and fun i was just in vegas not too long ago uh so you're are you an avid skateboarder yeah well not so much anymore but definitely growing up but not as much try to do every once in a while but can't do it as much because when you fall it's not so forgiving and i've had a few surgeries on my wrists and oh wow i use my hands for work so i can't be breaking bones and having surgeries and doing all that anymore that's uh that's a i I won't say what i did on my first skateboarding experience because it wasn't uh wasn't pretty uh a lot of uh raspberries (laughs) yeah uh, that was my first and last i i was like all right i'm done it uh but probably should have did it more on flat ground i started on a somewhat of a uh a grade and probably shouldn't have did that but uh yeah so but no it's uh it's interesting to to see like um Oh, is it was it the X Games in the the summer X Games and the they have skateboarding and things like that in there. That some of the things that people do on skateboard is just absolutely amazing. I don't I don't nowadays, know how. Yeah, nowadays watching it, it's like too much. It's crazy, and it just keeps getting better and better. And same with snowboarding and all those sports. It's crazy how progressive they get so fast. They're just getting to the next level. That's of stuff that people never thought was possible, but they're going to look pretty easy nowadays. Was that, uh, was that Tony Hawk? Was he, was he a skateboarder or was he, I don't remember. Mm-hmm. Yep. He's was he? Skateboarder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's he's what, a okay. Big one from the half pipe and has a Tony Hawk skateboarding game. Yeah. That's, I mean, uh, just watching him, I mean, and it was just yeah and like you said what they do today is just absolutely amazing um so just uh to wrap it up so what if you were to give somebody a piece of advice in starting out in the business i know you started out to, you know 2007 uh you had a side hustle which we call that today you know going um what advice would you give to someone if they're looking to do what you did, whether it's in SEO, website development, or or anything from a side hustle, side hustle perspective. I would just say keep reading and learning, watching videos, and then don't just read, but test and take action because a lot of people just get stuck reading and they don't take action, which happens to almost everyone, even myself. So got to take action and test and don't believe whatever you see online because you got mm-hmm. can test try it out see does it work does it not work because you never know what's going to work or just because something's online it might have worked in the past but doesn't mean it works necessarily now so look at how old stuff is that you're reading and it's okay if it's a couple years old but older than that it still might be true but maybe you might want to find something a little bit newer just because everything moves so fast there is no constant with digital marketing it's constantly changing and constantly evolving but definitely try to learn as much as possible and learn, learn, learn and test. Yeah. That's, I mean, I know, you know, folks who read and read and read, but then never execute or they, they get a lot of knowledge. Uh, so that's a sage piece of advice is to not only obtain the knowledge, but then take action with that knowledge too. So that's, um, you know, because there's, I think, what do they say now? The, well, I know Zig Ziglar used to call it the automobile university, but you can get a college education commuting to work every every day and all the other information that's out there. I mean, just grow and expand yourself um, and keep learning. 
whatever, you know, whatever platform it is that you consume the best. But, uh, well, Brandon, this has been fun. It's, I've enjoyed having you on. I've learned a lot and, uh, it'll SEO has always been kind of a, you know, it's one of those things where I'm like, okay, I know what this means, but how to do it. So how to, how can folks find you? Uh, so I actually create a special gift for everyone. If they go to my website at seooptimizers.com, that's S-E-O-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S.com forward slash gift. And they can find that there along with my contact information and a bunch of classes I've done over the years. I've thrown up there for free so they can watch them anytime. And also if they want to book some time on my calendar, they could book some time for free for me to check out their website from an SEO point of view and they could book some time there as well. Great. Well, we'll make sure we include that when we uh, launch the podcast and especially the free gift. And uh, again, I enjoyed having you on the show uh, and wish you all the best. And thank you folks for joining us today. This has been From Battle to Business with your host, Dean Van Dyke and special guest, Brandon Leibowitz. Thanks for listening. In order to help others, please subscribe and share this show up with other veteran business owners in your network. If you want specific guidance, feel free to book a complimentary call with Dean at deanvandyke.com. Remember, you wouldn't go into battle alone, and now you don't have to in business.